Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 135 in Edmonton. Brendan Ulrich in for Bob Stoffer on today's edition of Oilers Now. Bob actually away for the next two weeks, so I'll be pinch hitting. And I can tell you, if Bob were here, he would recommend the Mediterranean chicken at Royal Pizza. But he's not here, so I'm going with the Fred special today. The Ulrich recommendation, ham, pineapple, and pepperoni. Now, it does include mushrooms. I don't like mushrooms, so I would say hold the mushrooms, but uh, the Fred's special is deadly over at Royal Pizza. Pizza, pasta, and so much more for menu and locations. Visit royalpizza.ca. You can text us 630-630, brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. And you can call us on our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. And we head there next. We're joined by... You know, the biggest celebrity in Red Deer, it's Cam Moon. Cam, how are you doing? Not even in the top ten. <laughs> Come on, everyone knows you in Red Deer. I don't know. Everyone knows you in Edmonton, so you must be yeah, good in Red know. Deer. <laughs> What's going on today? What's happening there? Oh, not much, man. Um, I don't know. I've been balancing back and forth from sales to, uh, you know, doing some sports stuff now so uh you're big time i like it don't you do a lot of sales stuff for the red deer rebels though don't you as well a little bit yeah, yeah. a little bit so yeah yeah it's a whole new world then you try to talk sports and it should come easy but you, you aren't really thinking sports so it's like oh your head's spinning a bit but it's we're having some fun today okay good that's good hey sad news about jim neidhart oh yeah i didn't even mention that that's yeah, yeah jim neidhart sad. passed away i mean the first time i saw him stampede wrestling kinsman Fieldhouse. oh <laughs> Those were the glory days of Stampede Wrestling. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that is sad, actually. And I don't know if you watch uh, Total... Well, there's a wrestling show. He was on there with his daughter on a show. I've seen it a few times. Okay. He was a big star on that show. I used to. I, I still watched him on there. He seemed like he was doing okay. So I don't know. I didn't see how he passed away, but uh, that's definitely unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, one of the big stars. And 
for those that remember Stampede Wrestling that used to be every Saturday night in Edmonton all over the place. I mean, I saw it at Kinsman Fieldhouse, but I remember it being at the Agricom or the Shaw Conference Center or wherever the heck they could find a spot. But, yeah, jeez. Yeah, unfortunate. Day. That's too bad. Anyways, Cam. Yes. We had uh, Al Coates on to talk about the Helinka gretzky Cup uh, earlier in the show, and uh, I asked him about how things went in Red Deer, and he said about his... Good as you could have asked, he was uh, very pleased with how things went there, and he confirmed that Red Deer will be a part of the tournament uh, when this comes back to Edmonton in 2020 as well. So I'm assuming you took all the action in as well. How did it go down there in a Red Deer? Well, you'd be surprised. I didn't see as much as you'd think. Uh, we had that uh, Battle of Alberta golf tournament last oh, yeah. week, uh, last week uh, raising money for the Child Advocacy Center, and, of course, a bunch of ex-Oilers and Flames, some current Oilers, current Flames, and raised a ton of money. So I was at the Red Deer Golf and Country Club or over at the Sheraton where all the uh, the evening stuff was. And as a result, I didn't get to see a lot of the Holenka, but what little I did, uh, it was well, relatively well attended considering it's the early part of August and it's 30 degrees out. Um, you know, that always makes it tough. But yeah, it was. Uh, it looked like it was pretty good. Uh, they held it downtown, so they didn't have it at the rink where the Red Deer Rebels play at the NMAX Centrum. They had it downtown at um, the new Service Arena, which is a perfect-sized uh, building for this type of event. Seats about 1,800. Uh, and when you don't have Canada playing, you know, you don't have that big draw. So it, it looked good in there, and it's a great rink, and everybody around here was pretty excited to, to have it and to be a part of of this event and look forward to being a part of it again uh, the next time it comes through. But yeah, there's, there's been, uh, there's been lots going on around here and it's, you know, it's, it's nice to see that uh, we get these types of events in central Alberta, whether it be, you know, the Memorial cup that we had here in 2016 or, uh, you know, you get this, uh, the Halinka Gretzky and, and that's outstanding to have something like that. The battle of Alberta golf tournament was great because you had people coming from, from Edmonton and Calgary, and meeting right here in the middle. Uh, nice to, to get these types of things uh, right here uh, in central Alberta. So we're happy to host. Now, you mentioned uh, the Battle of Alberta event. So you must have run into Stoffer a, a few times. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> was he bugging you or what? No, no. He, was, he did a good job. Uh, Bob actually is like unbelievable at events like that. He does such a good job with yeah, those yeah, yeah. type things. Any, anything he can host, he nails it every time. So they had Eric Francis from Calgary, Bob from Edmonton, and me from the middle, uh, the three of us co-hosting a bunch of different hot stoves that we had. So to me, the first star of the hot stove was Ron Lowe. I thought his stories and uh, energy in the room was absolutely unbelievable. That guy is an amazing storyteller. I thought you were going to say Stoffer was the first star, but uh, Ron, you know, Ron probably deserves that. So maybe Bob was more of the second star. Well, I would say the uh, the play. Our, our job was just to get them to tell stories, yeah. and stories they told, and it was wonderful. Uh, Jamie McCowan, uh, former Calgary Flame, he is really good with the stories. Uh, Theo Fleury, Lanny McDonald, but Marty McSorley, Glenn Anderson, Ron Lowe, and those guys, they told some just amazing stories. It, it was a lot of fun. We had a great time here. Yeah, it sounded like a good event. Uh, do you know if they plan to do that again moving forward? Oh, I would think so. Um, they did really well. 
as far as uh, raising money for the Child Advocacy Center here. And uh, Sheldon Kennedy was was here as well. Of course, he's uh, a big proponent of of these things. So it was, yeah, I think for sure it'll happen again. I think it's only going to get bigger and better. And it was pretty big and pretty good the first time around. Awesome stuff. Well, before we uh, dig into uh, some of the WHL players and uh, the Rebels and maybe the Oil Kings a bit here because they made some changes uh, this offseason, I want to ask you about this Alexis Lafreniere guy because he was the star of the tournament, no doubt. He's going to go number one in 2020. I was asking some of our listeners, you know, prospect type guys, who would they compare him to in terms of being at this age? And someone said Jack Eichel. So I don't know if he's on McDavid's level. But he looks like an absolute stud to me. Like, he's likely going one, but how good can he be, I guess, is the question. He's only 16. He had 80 points last year, 42 goals as a 16-year-old. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, not many guys do that. (laughs) You look at most and even top-end 16-year-olds who come into major junior, it if they have a 25-point season, you're like, wow, that's pretty good. 30 is amazing. Uh, to do something like that, that's, well, it just lets you know what type of uh, type of player he is. And he was great. He was great in the tournament. And, yeah, he's going to be a top-end guy that's going to have to deal with NHL scouts all over him all season, which hey, he had that all, uh, or we'll have it all during the season. Uh, yeah, he's... Well, not this season. Will it be next season? He's a late birthday, right? Yeah, he's a 2020 draft. So, Oh, jeez. Okay, so he's got two years of it yet. Oh, wow. Yeah, He's, he's going to be another one of those guys. Yeah, there'll be three full seasons of major junior before he gets drafted. So, yeah. Fun to watch. Yeah, fun to watch. Yeah, an amazing talent. And anybody that either watched the games on TV or, or went down and, and watched them, uh, at Rogers, I mean, you, you can see what kind of skill level he has. Great that uh, there's players like that coming out of Canada. I love seeing that. Well, there is a pretty good player coming to Russia that is uh, Rebels' property, and it sounds like he's coming over this year. And fans, you know, they got the the chance to see him as well with Russia. They're in Red Deer for some of the games. But uh, what can you tell us about Oleg Zaitsev? Well, pretty, he's pretty skilled from what I understand. I, I watched him. Uh, once uh, when he was here and uh, looked looked decent. Uh, I mean, he's going to be a 17-year-old player coming over, so I, I don't want to sit and, and set the bar too high for the young man because uh, he's got to deal with a lot of things. He's got to deal with the North American game. He's got to deal with uh, the North American size of rink plus a little more physical play, and not the least of which, he's got to move to North America 17 years old with very little English under his belt. So he's got a lot of things to deal with. Um, uh, we expect that he'll be very good. And uh, we expect that you know, somewhere along the line he's going to be an NHL draft pick. Uh, great to, to be able to get a guy like this. Came in the CHL import draft this year. And you know, looking forward to having him in a Rebels uniform. Rebels are, are losing some, some scoring from last year. So the that will need to be replaced, and Oleg Zaitsev will be, you know, expected to to help out that way. Certainly not putting the the uh, the bulk of the offensive load on his shoulders by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, you expect that you know the guy like that with his skill set should be able to come in and help out. 
Three other guys that uh, are likely going to be drafted in the first round uh, in 2019 this year that played uh, in this tournament. Dylan Cousins, Kirby Dock, Matthew Robertson from the Oil Kings. All three of these guys looked really good in this tournament for Canada. Oh, yeah. And that does not shock me at all. Uh, they're all top-end guys. I knew Kirby Dock was was his second overall pick in the WHL Bantam draft in his year and plays with the Saskatoon Blades, a uh, fourth Saskatchewan guy, big and strong, can take it to the net. Uh, Dylan Cousins, who's had a, a great 16-year-old year in the WHL, came up at the end of his 15-year-old year in the playoffs with the Lethbridge Hurricanes a couple seasons ago and, and, and didn't just get in the lineup. He, he was contributing offensively. So I, I mean, his... His uh, learning curve has been been amazing. How fast he's come along, um, you know. And Matthew Robertson, oh, we saw him all last season uh, with the Edmonton Oil Kings, and know exactly uh, how good a defenseman he is. So those guys are top end guys in our league. I expected that they would would be, you know, really good in this tournament where you're getting the best of the best, and and great for those players to have that experience. And you would think that, you know, if their teams, their club teams are not playing in the playoffs in April, that uh, they would probably get to play for Canada again when the world under-18s happen. Um, and that's, you know, I think it's like the third week of April or something to that effect. Oh, Canada can't always send their, their best team to that one because teams are involved in the CHL playoffs. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised because all three of those guys, you know, had really good 16-year-old seasons in our league. And again, it's hard to step into the WHL and make a real significant impact at 16. It's just, it's a big jump. And there's only a handful that can do it. And those guys are part of that handful. Well, it's interesting that all three of those guys will likely be uh, first-round picks. And uh, you look at the draft last year, uh, WHL-wise, Cam, there was just two guys drafted, Ty yeah. Smith and then Washington taking Alexi Yev at the end there. The WA, the Rebels guys, so you know them pretty well. Yeah. But uh, uh, so, but now it's like, okay, we might have six or seven this year, maybe even more when you consider uh, Byram and uh, Krebs as well. So, yeah. is it just how does it work? Like, do you think it's just a random cycle with the WHL, or has the WHL changed at all? Maybe they're trying to focus more on skill. You've been around the WHL for years, so you likely know this better than anyone. I thought it was a cycle. I really believe that. I just. I thought that that group, last year's draft-eligible group across the league overall, speaking in a, in a general term, which is always dangerous, but overall it wasn't overly strong. And when it came to NHL draft time, that certainly played out. Only having two players in the first round and a couple in the second round, I mean, that's not the norm. If you look over the course of history, you can see the WHLs in the first round, usually you know, five to seven guys. Uh, certainly in, in more you know, recent history. Uh, if you go farther back, even more. So it, it, you figured it was going to be a bit of a down year. And talking to NHL scouts over the course of last season, everybody was on the same page with that. This year, it looks like it, it's going to be a significant step up. I think a little towards the norm. I, I would think last year more of an anomaly. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I think that's... You know, th- this league... Is, is about a lot of things. It's, it's about developing good human beings. It's about moving guys, uh, giving them an opportunity to move on to pro or uh, moving them along to CIS or, or whatever. Uh, I don't think any of those f- 
focuses will change in any way, shape, or form. I think that uh, still looking to get as many guys drafted every year that you possibly can. I just thought last year was a bit of a down year. Well, we are getting close to uh, the season here, Cam. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Training camps must open pretty quickly here in the WHL, you would know. but uh, 23rd for us. 23rd, wow. Yeah. So that's uh, exciting. But uh, give me a quick rip on the Rebels and maybe also uh, the Oil Kings here before we let you go. Okay, well, two teams that definitely uh, had their struggles over the course of last season. Red Deer will return a lot of players uh, on defense and a solid netminder in Ethan Anders. They lose plenty of scoring from last year. Uh, But a guy that will be looked upon to score is a Morinville product, Brandon Hagel, who was a draft pick of the Buffalo Sabres, went unsigned. Uh, did go to the prospect camp of the Montreal Canadiens in the springtime, but you know he's a guy that's going to be expected to do a lot offensively for this team. Alexander Alexiev, you had mentioned earlier, first-round pick of the Washington Capitals, would be a, a big part of the defense with you know a lot of experience on that back end. So a team that may have some some issues scoring goals on some nights. We'll see. We'll see what Oleg Zaitsev brings to the mix. But, yeah, that might be a little bit tough some nights that way. Uh, Edmonton Oil Kings, I mean, they had a tough year last year, but they, they get Trey Fix-Wolanski back. And anytime you got a guy coming back that scored 32 goals last year, and that is most certainly going to help. And I see that this team making a step forward. I see them uh, a little bit better than last year and uh, now starting to to rebound from from you know a, a tough go over the last couple of seasons they've they had such a good run where they would go 3 years in a row to the WHL final winning two of the three of them plus winning a memorial cup in there and that's an amazing run and at some point you're going to pay for it a little bit and they did uh, but i see them on the on the road back here yeah i think we're all excited to see uh, the oil kings uh, on the ice this season uh, lots of uh Young talent, so we'll see if they can put it all together uh, when it comes to the season. But uh, we'll see what happens, Cam. We're getting close, though. Hockey is we are. in the air. It was a foggy morning. It was cold today. It felt like hockey season was back, so I don't know. Oh, it did, didn't it? It yeah. was unreal to go from so hot to not in a short amount of time. It's bouncing back, though. It's going to be warm again this week, I hear. We'll enjoy it while it lasts. All right, Cam. Yep. Thanks for taking some time, man. We'll do it again uh, once the season starts, and uh, that's very close, so... We'll get you on with Bob when uh, he's back from holidays. Okay, thanks for having me on. Cubicles are for closers, say, hey, Brendan. Remember that. <laughs> thanks, man. Appreciate that. Okay, advice. I'll see you later. Later. That's uh, Cam Moon, the, re- the Red Deer Rebels play-by-play voice. Uh, great guy. Love talking hockey with him. Uh, of course, uh, he, he knows the WHL like nobody else. And a great guy to boot. It's 152 in Edmonton. We'll take a time out. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. A few more text messages. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'll get to, but first, we need to pay some bills, so it's uh, time for a timeout. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.
155 in Edmonton, back here on Oilers Now. Brendan Ulrich, go with you in for Bob Stoffer, who is vacationing this week and next. Man, I, I jump into sales for one week, and now I'm hosting Oilers Now for two weeks. I had to host, uh, well, I didn't have to. I mean, it's, it's an honor to host this show. <laughs> Absolutely. I hosted uh, Inside Sports on Friday, too, so it's just like, it's just funny that you sort of uh, leave to do something else, and then you're back doing this. But uh, it's all fun and games, so we're having some fun uh, this week here on Oilers Now. Uh, Corbs has texted in, hey, guys, who do you think is better long-term, Jack Hughes or Lafreniere? Great show today. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, I have no idea. We didn't get to see Hughes at this tournament. So I... I mean, right now you have to say Hughes because he's a year older and is uh, going to go number one in this year's draft. Hmm. I I wouldn't be able to answer that question for you. I loved Lafreniere in this tournament, though. I think he's going to be a stud. Jack Hughes looks like a stud, too. So I'm sure, uh, you know what? We should even get a prospect guy on this week to talk about all these guys uh, post-Holinka tournament because they're all fresh on our mind. And we can maybe get uh, someone from a scouting agency on to talk a little bit about that, because that's a great question. I have no idea right now, though. Both look like slam dunk, can't miss prospects, though, uh, for their respective uh, draft classes. The Don liked the Holinka tournament. Best of golf weekend of golf in many years. So the Don, a big fan of Tiger being back. He says he's glad Bob is on holidays. Not happy that I have to break in a new producer. Well, you can hassle the new producer once uh, he's hired. I'll let him know the Don will be uh, breaking him in a bit. He says, 100 points for McDavid. Follow me at the Don Edmonton. Cheers. Wow. There you have it, Don. I gave you a shout-out. Hopefully you get some new followers. I wish the Don would follow me. He used to follow me, then he'd stop following me for some reason. So maybe he'll follow me back since I just uh, told people to follow him. That'd be nice. Trento says, well said, Tiger is back. He changed the game of golf. All the haters need to get over his past and look at how he changed golf for everyone. I remember watching Tiger as a kid. Well, yeah, you can enjoy Tiger the golfer for what he is, and he's outstanding to watch still. It was fun. And Brooks Kepka. Looks outstanding, too. Three majors now. When he gets going, he's unstoppable. So how good is Brooks Kepka? How many majors will he win if he continues this pace? I think he's a better golfer than Dustin Johnson. Is that... Am I crazy? I mean, DJ has one major. Kepka has three. And the way Kepka's going right now, he looks unstoppable. So we'll see what happens. Uh... At next year's major tournaments. It's 159 in Edmonton. That wraps up the uh, Monday edition of Oilers Now. Tomorrow on the program, Bob Nicholson will join us. So that should be fun. Uh, I believe Morley Scott is in for Reed Wilkins tonight on Inside Sports. We will also have the Eskimos show with head coach Jason Moss after the Eskimos lost to the BC Lions. But first, a 2 o'clock news update with Eileen Bell. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. So long. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.